0: Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? I'm Ben Farmer, and I am a cinephile.
1: I'm Megan Carper, and I'm a cine-newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we
0: let you know if you should watch them, too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. Super excited to We're talk exhausted. to you. We're uh, We should get that out of the way. Let's just... We're, we
1: can be super excited and exhausted. We are
0: very excited and equally exhausted. Yes. Both of those things are true at the yes. same time. This
1: is a yes-and situation. is. A, it really
0: is. <laughs> But ben. we're very excited to talk to you about today's movie. How are you? I am well. Thanks for asking. Um I ran the New York Marathon virtually today Woo! for the second year in a row. That's um,
1: insane.
0: Yeah, ran it for a lot of really great reasons, primarily for my wife and my dog. But uh, yeah, it took 45 minutes off my old time. Which
1: that's bonkers. Like I don't yeah. that's a lot of time. It's not like, oh yeah, like I took off 12 minutes. You're like, yeah, I took like an episode of like, bake off. Right. Off of my <laughs> runtime.
0: Except that I did have a soggy bottom.
1: You did have a soggy bottom. From
0: all that running. You
1: sure did. But,
0: uh, no, Megan and Rocket and Aunt Elizabeth and another mutual friend came out and cheered me on today. You guys filled in for New York, and it was good to know that a lot of New Yorkers ran the course today as well. Mm-hmm. It didn't really have a start, didn't really have a finish, but people ran the route anyway and i applaud them for that
1: i was trying to think i realized after we got to like the end point where you were gonna finish i was like oh no i forgot to bring toilet paper because i was gonna draw a like a little like finish line for you
0: well, that would have been There sweet. was
1: a lot of stuff that I wish I would have done. I felt it's like I It's was... too late now. It is. <laughs> it's way too late now. It's too late to apologize. If only we
0: could do the time warp again.
1: And do it all over. And do it all do over, Do you think yeah. you would, though? You've done the You've done the marathon twice. Yes. Last time you did it, you said, I will never do it again. Well,
0: and then the world turned upside down. The
1: world turned upside down. And if Biden wins,
0: the world will turn right side up.
1: So if Biden doesn't win, are you going to do the marathon every year until do... trump is out of office <laughs> is that what this is
0: maybe <laughs> my legs feel like jello right now would so you I don't let me really ask know. would
1: you ever do the marathon again
0: i mean i said no never again before but then life changes people change yeah. and i will not say no okay because maybe i'll do one for my 40th and i don't know i feel like it's uh it's a really special experience. I really hope everyone can do one in their lifetime.
1: I won't I, hope, I can't
0: i hope everyone can do one in their
1: i eyes i can't just physically <laughs> it is not something my body is capable of doing you know
0: megan if you just push through
1: yeah if i just push through push
0: through your asthma
1: push through my asthma and... don't worry about those rickety ass knees <laughs> sure maybe you've got plantar fasciitis but if you but believe hard enough
0: if you wish it if you wish hard if you
1: jimney cricket the shit out of it and that, if you're a
0: good little girl then you maybe Win the
1: marathon.
0: Yeah, so I did that. Uh, I did some volunteering for uh, New Hampshire Democrats. Got to meet Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, which you was... met
1: a very special person. Yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren.
0: Warren is super cool. She, uh, the guys on Pod Save America described her best, and it is absolutely true. Elizabeth Warren is a, is like an iPhone that is constantly at ninety seven percent. She is just peppy and energetic, fucking smart, loves people. If Biden wins, I really hope he brings her in in some economic role I hope just for so. her to like slap some people around and be like, oh, OK, yeah. well, we're going to clean some shit up here, aren't we, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> you know, like just, this is just, my
1: dog. This basically. is
0: these are my golden retrievers. They don't look mean, but I've taught them to kill, you know, like <laughs> she'll just go into the treasury department and just start throwing oh, tables like Jesus, you know, shit. like uh, Jesus at the market. Yeah. You know? Anyway. So yeah. A very uh, what a eventful, crazy,
1: crazy weekend Eventful
0: weekend. And we vote on Tuesday. So
1: ah, ah, here we are. Good. How are you? I'm so
0: tired. I'm so tired. I'm
1: so tired. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm tired in a very, very different way, right. you know, cause it's like, cause because when you ran the marathon before, A, I was sick. So I wasn't able to really go to a bunch of different places to cheer you on. Right. I was only able to struggle bus my way with, you know, a bunch of day quill to the finish line <laughs> right. to, you know, hold up a handmade sign. And this yes. year I was like, okay, I'm well, I can actually do stuff. And then life just blew up. Mm. Like I felt like I I had so much work and yet I still got nothing done this week. Mm. So, so I yeah, I've been feeling unproductive and I wanted to do more for you. Like if oh. I'm being honest, like I wish I had more planned and more prepared, but I mean, you know. I literally made your cheer signs at the Rite Aid pharmacy. <laughs>
0: They were made very quickly. I
1: I, uh, I went to the writing <laughs> and some, I bought the poster board you got an eight pack of and markers? some <laughs> markers. And while I was waiting for them to fill my prescription, I made some really good posters as best I could. I really
0: appreciated that. But it was very sweet. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just, I felt badly and I felt like I should have done more. Lately, I just feel like I have not had enough time and it felt like I'm doing, I'm working overtime and I'm getting nothing done. Mm. And I think that's a very similar feeling to a lot of people right now. Sure the pandemic with everything going on especially too with you know a lot of the craziness happening with the election coming up up. and the pandemic it's a very
0: stressful time we're living in right now yeah and it's hard it's it's tough to you know take that time for ourselves when we know that there are things to be done but at the same time you know just knowing that uh and thankfully you and i have a lot to be thankful for in that we have a partner and, you know, to, to help bear that burden and to prioritize as best we can and, um, to carry on.
1: Yeah. But it was just exhausting today. It was like, I wanted to do more. I felt like I wasn't able to, and, but running around, you know, town trying to catch (laughs) you and not knowing where you were. And (laughs) it was, it was a lot. And I, you know, I of course was concerned, but I was also really proud and wanted to cheer you on and keep you going. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I am hopeful and op- cautiously optimistic for this week. Yeah,
0: me too. But so. I'm also
1: kind of batting down the hatches a little bit. Sure, you know, sure. Mindset, because it's going to be quite the event.
0: Yeah, and thankfully, you know, people are very uh, excited and driven and determined, um, maybe on both sides. I don't know. I've only seen the Democratic side, and people are just gearing to go, so it's, uh, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, but uh, things could always be worse. You Things could always could have always you could always have a blowout on a dark and stormy night stumble upon a castle that's filled with transsexual aliens who are all dancing and you you don't know what the fuck's going on.
1: Speaking of not knowing what the fuck is going on, we, we watched, watched the Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Picture, Picture Show. Show.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm really excited to talk about this because you and I have sort of a history with this right this not, is, not only the movie but with the show i have more history with the movie you I have, have a history lot of with history with the, the actual show, stage show as well show. as the
1: movie oh, i okay. have a, a bit of history with the movie nice. but no this is one of those ones where it's not like oh megan hasn't seen rocky horror show like no i've seen rocky horror show probably 20 times That's and crazy. i've been in rocky horror show i've been in two productions of rocky horror show mm-hmm. um and I hope to be into a third to complete the female track trifecta. <laughs> that would be cool. I fully intend cool. on
0: doing that. Yeah. That is a
1: life goal of mine. <laughs> so, yes.
0: So, the plot breakdown for the Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show. Oh, I cannot wait via for IMDb. this. The IMDb. Some are really short, but some are really long. Okay. Should I do a short one or a long
1: one? Oh, I'm curious what a short one is because okay. making Rocky Horror Show into a short description, that's, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, hard
0: to do. But uh, Kenneth Chisholm. Gave it a shot.
1: All right. Let's n- hear it, Kenneth.
0: A newly engaged couple have a breakdown in an isolated area. Okay. I must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frank Enferter.
1: No. Th- there has to be another sentence after <laughs> that. Nope. That's it. No, there's, there should be. I'm saying there, <laughs> there needs should. to be another one that's like sexual confusion and elation and yeah, co-
0: ensues. I feel like that. Yeah. There's there's a lot that happens. There clearly. just needs to
1: be more to that.
0: More to it. Okay. I, let's I hear about the cast because that's. Oh, the cast, my goodness. Oh, uh, my God. Tim Curry, of course, who Tim, is...
1: In, in Tim Curry, we trust. It, who oh, is larger God.
0: larger than life as Dr. Frankenfurter. We aspire. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Tim uh, after I saw the original production of Spamalot in New York City when I was Bless going to school. Him. What a treat. He has since had a, a very debilitating stroke. Yeah. And I believe, at, at least last I checked anyway, some of the original members of the Rocky Horror cast were taking care of him. Right. Which is incredible. It was,
1: it was right after he had, <clears throat> had his stroke, though, so yes. I'm not sure what's... His condition is. Yeah, now. I mean,
0: he's he's still alive. He's still active. He's yeah. still with us, thankfully. Also, very young Susan Sarandon plays Janet Weiss. Uh, equally as young Barry Bostwick plays Brad Majors. Mm-hmm. Richard O'Brien, who wrote the original stage show, both uh, music lyric. I think he did like, music lyrics. And, he did in the book. He and the book, is yeah.
1: the original Frankenfurter. Like he is, he is Neil- the original Frankenfurter. No, no, no. Like I'm saying that he created this. Yes. Like I believe Frankenfurter created much of what we see in the. Right. Story. Right. So I'm like, he is the original Frank yeah. He's the Lin like Manuel that. Miranda <laughs> of Rocky Horror of Picture Show. exhibition musicals, yes. yes. Uh,
0: Patricia Quinn plays Magenta. Uh, Nell Campbell plays Columbia. We have Jonathan Adams rounding out the cast as Doctor Scott. Doctor Scott. Peter, Peter Hinwood, who plays Rocky Horror, who's the creature. Meatloaf, who plays Eddie, who's the ex-creature. Uh, and then we have Charles Gray, who's the criminologist. Cr- criminologist.
1: Criminologist.
0: Who is the who's essentially narrator. yeah who's essentially the narrator of the show Uh, Directed by uh, Jim Sharman, written by Richard O'Brien, who did, uh, again, the original music. And Jim Sharman helped with the screenplay adaptation. Yes. I would love to start with your history with the Rocky Horror Show, where that began, how that happened.
1: So I originally heard about it, like most kids, when I was at a private Catholic high school. (laughs) I originally heard about it, actually, I don't think I heard about it in high school, or if I did... It was like right after high school. Okay. So uh, it was like you know early late teens early twenties age, and I her a friend of mine Trisha was like oh my gosh you have to come see this movie it's bizarre and bonkers. Okay. And it was at the Clinton Street Theater in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Which is one of the longest running Rocky Horror Show theaters in the country. Yes. And so I, we went, and not only do they have like the participation, which is like people are yelling stuff and, you know, freaking out and everything, throwing toast on the stage and hot dogs. (laughs) Um, But also beforehand, you had this whole thing where it was like, if you hadn't seen it, you were a Rocky Horror virgin Mm. and you had to go through this initiation thing. Right, right. I can't remember. I think mine had involved a blow pop, I want to say, or something. (laughs) Okay. So I saw it and I loved it. And then they were like, well, we actually have people that usually come up on stage and do it in front of the movie. Right. So they were like, they... I told them that I was an actor and they're like, you should audition. I was seriously considering it. And they were effectively like, you'll do it. But then they were like, we're not going to pay you. Even in my early (laughs) twenties. I'm like, fuck that. Um, You got to pay me. You got to pay me. So then when I was at Portland state university, they did a production. Okay. I was cast as Janet bless my parents. They came in, saw me even (laughs) though I was topless in the floor show. And then when I was in my later twenties, mid twenties, I did it again up in Olympia, Washington, at Harlequin Theater Company, mm. as Columbia. Great. Of the two, uh, that's the thing. Janet was so fun because I did her so insane. Mm. It was like leave it to Beaver on steroids. <laughs> like she was like, oh Brett, like it was way too over the top and intense, and like, like I post that, everything, yeah. like. Like, very quick posture. It was a lot of physical comedy. Uh. But then Columbia was really fun to do because, like, we we built a lot of layers into her. Okay. Like, that she's actually still in love with Frankenfurter. And that Eddie was, like, someone she was in love with, too. And, like, she's actually very tortured. And, oh, and her makeup was so fun for Columbia. So, yeah, I have quite the uh the history with this with this
0: movie so magenta is the only female lead role that you
1: which have... considering my hair i'm surprised i yeah, haven't been cast part of as me is magenta like, yet they not cast you as magenta yes but yeah yes but you, at have, the same you have time, very big hair yes i do have very big hair <laughs> i'm glad i played janet when i did and i'm glad i played columbia when i did right uh i don't know if i could play either of those again it's like i just have to hit magenta. yeah
0: yeah but i feel like maybe magenta might be the more flexible of the roles in the sense that yeah. I don't know if they're like as age restricted.
1: I don't think this show is necessarily age restrictive Not necessarily. at all. I think it's just whatever serves that cast in that point in time, which is actually what right. I like so much about this. Yeah. This show, whether it be on stage or on screen,
0: it can be cast in so many ways.
1: Now, what about your history with Rocky Horror oh Show? Oh my God. So, I kind of love mm. that you somehow and your very conservative little upbringing stumbled into this
0: so again i grew up in a very conservative christian household but we did have cable and cable meant that you got both mtv and vh1
1: which you were allowed to watch
0: you see kids there used to be a thing called television And there used to be stations devoted to playing what are called music videos. And
1: you had to get home at a certain time to watch it. You couldn't just watch it whenever you wanted there to. It was something
0: called Total Request Live, which would, oh I believe. Oh my
1: God, which Total Gabe, Request Live. Which Gabe
0: and Chris got onto and didn't give me a shout out, which I'm still pissed about to <laughs> Gabe, this day. Gabe, I date. hope you're listening. Yeah, you better be listening. <laughs> So, yeah, these stations would essentially play music videos all day. And then it got it bridged really hard into reality TV at some point. But anyway, the Rocky Horror Picture Show was something that was constantly on VH1, especially around Halloween time. And I remember seeing commercials for it. But all I remember was seeing Tim Curry dressed in lingerie. And I'm like, what is Tim Curry doing dressed in lingerie? Okay. Or like, like fishnet stockings yeah. and the whole the getup, corset, the corset, all of it. His big hair, his Queen Elizabeth pearls. Yes. I'm like, what is he doing? Because I knew him as Pennywise the clown from It. Um, I'd seen him in Hunt for Red October. He was in a movie called The Shed. it's Tim Curry, so it's you know Tim who, Curry. You know who fucking Tim Curry. Is. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was very curious about what this whole thing is about. I knew it was a musical, so I knew I'd probably like it. So I waited until I went over to a friend's house and kids there also used to be something called a video store where you would go <laughs> to a store. And you would look at different VHS and DVDs. Now,
1: I have a question. Yes. Were you a Hollywood video or a Blockbuster person? Hollywood video.
0: Absolutely. 1,000%. Blockbuster
1: can suck a bag of dicks. They
0: really can. Like,
1: I loved Hollywood video. (laughs)
0: Hashtag go away
1: blockbuster i know hashtag hashtag they're already gone there's one left (laughs) there's one left, and i think it's it's in oregon Oregon. i think it's in oregon there is one left like the clinton
0: street theater is like the longest running rocky horror picture show midnight showing yes anyway props to oregon for keeping blockbuster on live support keeping it real don't pull the plug yet i guess no um even though i can't imagine you're getting too many customers (laughs) right now
1: (laughs) maybe maybe you are
0: maybe we're gonna be heading
1: to a post-apocalyptic world where we we might need where we might need vhs (laughs) and DVD. You need a VCR player.
0: So we went to Hollywood Video. You had your family section. You had your drama section. You had your new releases. And in this section, I believe there was a small musical section. But there was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I must have been 10 or 11 years old. And I'm like, let's rent this. And they're like, why? Because I've always wanted to see it.
1: Oh, my God. I cannot believe you were 10 or 11 I was very
0: it. young. That's I don't insane. Think, I'm not even sure if I had puberty yet, to be honest.
1: That I had intense. to
0: see what it was all about. And it looked like a horror movie, but it also looked like a movie that maybe you shouldn't
1: be watching. Uh-huh. But I'm like,
0: this movie's on VH1, so how bad can it be? Right. I don't remember if this movie actually has a rating. Maybe it is rated R. I
1: think it's rated R. You think it is rated R? he says fuck.
0: Does he? Yeah. Oh, he does. he does say fuck once, but most like PG movies now. Yeah. You can get away with like two fucks and a shit or something I don't know. Like that. If,
1: well, I don't know if we can say two fucks and a shit <laughs> and a PG movie. <laughs> That's really what this podcast should be called. Two fucks and a shit? Two fucks and a shit. I could give two fucks and one shit. We're the
0: fucks and Rockets the shit.
1: Oh my God. We're just two fucks
0: and a shit hanging out in New Hampshire. Watching movies. Watching movies. So, yeah, I remember watching it and not really understanding why this story was being told it had all of the tropes and the themes of like uh like a universal horror movie from the right. 50s which
1: your family was really big into that i stuff. was really
0: big into that because there used to be a thing kids called oh my god the american Mu- the american movie classics channel amc i believe it was channel 71 on cable. where you but- lived it was where I lived. It showed all of these, especially in October, they would have what's called Friday Night Frights, or uh, they used to call it some something else. Anyway, but they would show these old black and white universal monster movies. Right. You think of The Wolfman, The Mummy, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, all these really old universal horror picks, <clears throat> commercial-free, it was great. And I remember being so into those movies. I loved those kinds of, like, those monster movies and the magic behind all that. So I got a lot of hints of those movies watching Rocky Horror Picture Show, but it's a musical, but it's also really sexual in nature. Yeah
1: so like watching it now (laughs) as a 35 year old woman yeah the thought of an 11 year old watching that yeah i I, was really young you probably should not have watched this and it it
0: blew my mind a little bit and i remember renting it over and over again and so much to the point that my friend's mom was like okay did everybody vote on renting the rocky horror picture show or was it just ben (laughs) and i think Everybody was like, No, I think we all agreed on it because, like, everyone else watched it and right. they enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we'll run it again. Why I not? I cannot
1: think of any time that, because I too have spread the joy of Rocky Horror. I've been like, Wait, you haven't seen Rocky Horror? Okay. Right like come over we're making cookies and we're watching Rocky Horror <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing this like that's what we're doing yeah. and every time I did people would be like what the fuck yeah, is this like, movie and it wasn't this? it wasn't necessarily like what is it like this is horrible right. but it also wasn't what is it this is amazing right. it was like what is what this what is it Right. what is it because th- there is technically a plot to it Yeah. but it's kind of all over the place
0: but I think that's kind of the point in that the, the research that I've done is that Richard O'Brien wrote a musical in Omaha to horror movies from the 30s to the 60s yes but also it was the early to mid 70s yes this movie has while Brad and Janet are driving through the woods you hear Nixon's res- resignation address to the nation yeah so we are we are coming out of the nixonian presidential era which is laden with controversy which is which has echoes of today yeah we're entering into this odd new phase in america mm-hmm. but also culturally we're kind of getting into the glam rock david which bowie ziggy I... stardust
1: phase okay i don't want i want to delve into why that's playing and why they're so nonchalant about it but yeah. i don't want to dig into that just yet okay so yes but richard o'brien originally wrote this for the stage yes it did not do well no it did not it did horrible and he like I said he was kind of the Neil Breen like he was a self-made man Mm. he raised all this money for it he believed in it he wanted this to continue so he kept putting money into it to keep it up And it grew this small cult following, following, and then eventually, I think it was someone in the states saw it in the UK and was like, "I want to make this into a movie." Lou
0: Adler, who is, I I believe he was a producer for Universal. Mm. I think Universal released this movie, but he was a producer at the time, Mm -hmm. and he'd already seen the Rocky Horror Show, Mm -hmm. and he brought his friend Jim Sharman, who was a director. He's like, "You got to see this thing, like it's." Fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So he took him to the show and Sharman met with O'Brien and said, I would love to put this on film. How do you feel about that? Uh, Sir Richard O'Brien was involved. He was riffraff yep. in this movie. So I, I think he still had a lot of creative... Inputs. Oh yes. And this movie, there are so many that there's there's constant breaking of the fourth wall. Yeah. So I think Jim Sharman shot it in mind of making it sort of a theatrical piece, even though and you're inclusive. watching it on the screen. And yeah. Very inclusive. Because,
1: yeah. Because like, I don't know. I should say I don't know when they did it in the UK if the, if it was quite as participatory as it is nowadays. Oh, maybe. Because if you have not been to the Rocky Horror Show for a live screening in a theater, right? There is a fair amount of throwing things, callbacks. Which would drive me crazy. It's so fun when you go I'm though. Sure it like, is. Like it's a fun event. I watched this
0: movie as like
1: I know. You watched it as a musical and as yes. a movie. Right. But like I was talking to Aunt Elizabeth and she's like, Oh yeah, I saw it like a hundred years ago. I'd go drunk off my ass and throw bread <laughs> and my sister would get mad that we just wasted a loaf of bread. Like that's you know so at any rate, I, I think that they wanted it to be just as participatory as it might have been in real life. So I think that's probably why they did the fourth wall breaking. But that let me sense. ask: Do we want to go through the threadbare plot?
0: I I mean, there's really not much to it. That's the thing. So, I'm I'm more interested in in like why the musical was written, our personal experience with the show and with the movie, like the the, the music style, all that kind of
1: stuff. Let's let the tr- plot guide us through that. Sure. So we start out with well, the wedding, a wedding, and then it's. <laughs> Hapshat,
0: Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Hapshat yes. are getting married. Brad and Janet are there as both the best man and I believe the maid of honor. Yes. Brad and, and Janet are in love, but they're in high school, right? I, or do they the graduate? Thing. I'm not sure. I thought they were in college for the longest time and I think this is the first viewing that I caught on where Brad is actually wearing a jacket with his high school like yeah, emblem on it. Yeah,
1: because they're like 30-year-old high schoolers. They're like
0: year old high schoolers, old high yeah. schoolers and so, even by today's standards. And
1: so, too, I think it's so fun that in that, and I forgot about this, that Tim Curry... And then Richard Riff Raff Bryan and the are,
0: are, are there.
1: all there as like. <laughs> I
0: caught that the first time I watched it. Uh, I'm like, Tim Curry's in the background. Yeah, it's like, why, the is, why is Tim Curry in the background? Yeah. yeah. That freaks then, me out.
1: And then, and, oh my God, was, it was Pennywise I was terrified. Eyes the whole I was time. terrified
0: of that, actually, yeah. because you saw Tim Curry, like, you can't miss him. No, clearly. it kind
1: of feels like a but horror I'm like, like,
0: he's playing Dr. Frankenfurter. Why is he at this wedding? Yeah. And so there are all these hints during the wedding that the, the people who own this church are played by the same actors who show up in the castle yeah, later on. it's a ominous. It's a little ominous, and I think that's actually a pretty great touch to, yeah. fl- to like set the mood. It just
1: kind of makes you a little uneasy. You're like, you're like, you're like I yeah, don't know what's what about to happen. Here. So we have this great it, song. Yeah, the... The damn it, Janet. The damn it,
0: Janet. Where Brad com, uh, confesses his love for Janet, they're they are now engaged. I'm
1: gonna try to remember a couple callbacks. There aren't as many fun ones for that one. It's pretty simple. Right. Anytime that they say Janet, you say slut. Anytime that they say Brad, you say asshole. Throughout <laughs> the entire movie. That's so fucking annoying. And then it, when they were in the church singing, what is with the coffin that came they in? They bring
0: in this I child-sized coffin, totally
1: and I never
0: it. noticed that before. No. I I guess in my mind it I was just like oh it's a coffin, but it's actually very.
1: Small. No, it's a child's (laughs) coffin.
0: It's like they're getting ready for the next. next Like we've had a wedding and now we're going to have a funeral. Yeah. Which is also really ominous because maybe it's
1: their funeral for their innocence? Something. I don't know. At any rate. So then they're like, okay, well, now we're going to go tell our professor, our high school professor, that we we got engaged. We
0: met in his class. I
1: guess so. So at any rate, they're leaving and they're going there. It's a dark and stormy night. Describe your balls. Heavy, black, and pendulous. (laughs) Or ominous. We we also,
0: we get Charles Gray opening with with the narration of the criminologist, who is about to tell you, about to take us on a very strange journey.
1: Why is he studying this crime? (laughs) Why why is he, okay, so is he investigating- Is he investigating the disappearance of the house? Is he investigating the disappearance of Eddie? Like, who, where, how, what what is, okay. Yes. So, they, uh... They get a flat tire. They get a flat tire, which, they get a flat tire, and then they're like, we need to go find some place to call help, because they didn't have cell phones back then. Correct. So, but
0: during, during their drive, again, you can hear Nixon resigning. Yeah. The phone.
1: Which is crazy. And it's like, they're so nonchalant about it. Like, right. it's not like they're like, oh my God, he's, he's resigning. Like, oh my God, what's happening. They're just like, oh yes, it's a rainy night. Like they don't, what? but I
0: love that that was in the background because it does symbolize a giant dynamic shift yeah. in the United States. Like we, yeah. cause, cause you have to remember like Nixon was like a Vietnam president Right, uh, stuff like that. So we're moving from this post-Vietnam America into like the mid, the mid '70s, which was kind of a weird. It's a, like you time. can tell. It's one of those like, things where Gerald you're like, Ford. I know that
1: this is important, and I don't know why. I don't like, know why. I know it's important, and I can't figure out why. Yeah. Uh, So then they get to the house. I don't know why they cut out Brad Solo from. Brad Solo has never. And
0: and there are different versions of this movie that I've seen. Brad Solo has never been in any movie version.
1: Which makes me really sad because it's in the recording.
0: Is it really? I think it is. No, because I I had the CD. Did you? I did. It I wasn't the in there. the CD,
1: too. That makes me really sad. It's hmm. a great solo. So it's, And then also, too, they changed uh, Riff Raff's solo. As far as the key? Well, or? okay. To be fair, I might have replaced that memory with what we did in <laughs> the one, the, one of the productions that I Eric did. Eric Little did it, though, in the production that we yes. saw. Yes. Oh, my so. God. That's right. I also We also saw that. Mm-hmm holy shit yeah oh my god at live on stage which was such a great show it
0: it was a phenomenal so well done i would
1: watch this show again in a heart i would oh i love this show okay so then they go (laughs) he opens the door and they're like hi can we use your phone and he's like you're wet you're wet (laughs) that's really good I it's, think perhaps you better both come inside. Yes! Uh, yeah, yeah. Very so he's, well done. he's like a
0: hunchback. He's super creepy. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? So they bring him into the house. It looks like this weird old uh, hunting Dracula. Hunting for weirdos. It, yeah, it's like a Dracula house. And Brad's like, oh, it's probably a hunting lodge for rich weirdos. Right. You know, because there's oh like, where God. the fuck did this house come from?
1: And then like, too, he's. And we jump right into the time we warp. We do, uh, which, what does the time warp mean i'm gonna put that out there and i want people to think what about i can it. draw
0: from this movie is that the time warp is just a dance that they do in transsexual okay because she says our people will do the time warp again like that's just something they do okay in also, as much as kids in the 90s did the urkel okay or the, okay. Ham- or the hammer dance
1: i noticed too during <clears> the <throat> time warp yeah. That they over on the side, there's this like, there's this table of different foods, mm-hmm. and it's from different nations, mm-hmm. which I would never notice that. I never before. noticed that
0: before either. All the Transylvanians at the party are from are a from, different everyone nation. Everyone is from a different country. Yeah. And Frankenfurter, as I think, called them there for the 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 big reveal the unveiling of his, of his yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah so it
1: was I thought that that was I never really caught that either no I this was actually the first time I noticed that yeah. because there was a guy wandering around with an Irish flag and he was like putting cream in his mouth and I'm like what <laughs> right. dishes he because they're
0: all like feeding each other different right. dishes and, and then I noticed like there
1: was a guy that was wearing a, like a hijab and like I was like what is happening so
0: we jump into the time warp Brad and Janet are like what the fuck is happening here they're describing this world of like fantasy and voyeurism and stuff like that and these are like very tight-knit laced-up white people who just want to do the Madison you know like they want to go and have they're super clean cut and so they're in this environment they're like what the fuck is happening so they try to leave then we have Tim Curry's big reveal he comes comes down in the elevator
1: which I have to say when I did it in we had an elevator.
0: That's so cool. We
1: had an that's elevator so awesome and we used it did. a couple different times. Yeah, like we, we had an ugh. elevator
0: for spam a lot, um, something that would, you know, yeah,
1: from the floor. From the floor. Yeah. No, nothing
0: that came down. No, but, we
1: had two levels. We had uh, scaffolding so and everything. Cool. It was so great. So, so you
0: think he's a vampire because yeah. he looks like Count Dracula. Well,
1: he looks like a vampire with like your with your mom's
0: Like a big He's got like yeah, he does. He's got like a he's big like white boy afro.
1: Big, I thought it was big curly mom hair. Yeah, really. I it looked a- like it
0: like a big afro to yeah. me. Like yeah. a, like a disco style. And then he whips off his cloak and he has like corset fishnet stockings and he's saying I'm just a sweet transvestite from trans- transsexual Transylvania. Transylvania. And you just get to see Tim Curry in his element. He Ugh. played Frank in the original productions. Mm-hmm. So I think Richard O'Brien like clearly brought him on board to yeah. play Frank.
1: I mean, how could you not? <clears throat>
0: how could you not? How it's, could you not? He is so masterful in the role. I don't know. if. And
1: I love yeah. how his flirting too, like, especially with Janet at the yeah. beginning. Oh my God. I think it's one of my favorite things about this is because you totally buy in yeah. that he's flirting with both of them and they both equally enjoy it. Right. Brad made right. Maybe a little bit more as, like, okay, let's that's inappropriate, but you can tell that he actually, like, low key enjoys yeah, it. Yeah, you
0: can see, like, the crack, yeah, starting in both yes. of them, you know, just a little like, bit like the whole thing about
1: tattoos, where he's right. like, Do you have any tattoos, Brad? And no, he's like, of course. Oh, how about, you? how about you? And she's no. like, I don't know, I don't know, like, what. <laughs>
0: Like Leslie note meeting. Joe oh blonde.
1: my god! Yes, exactly. <laughs> you could watch exactly. Better Joe. I No, I, get it. No. No, I get it.
0: No. So now we have him offering to like come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. Um, they've been invited to the unveiling of Frank's creation. Yes. Frank has been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and they go upstairs in the elevator. But that's after they are stripped down to their underwear.
1: Yes, yes, which I love, by the way, that Brad just stands there.
0: <laughs> and also, like, like his underwear is like up to his belly. Button.
1: Yes. He He's wearing, like, he the, is wearing... The
0: biggest pair of tighty-whities. Yes. Like they and and
1: two, I love that he's just crossed his arms, and he's like, yep, this is happening. Yep. Whereas, like, Janet's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah, and he's right. like, just play along, Janet. We'll pull the aces out later. It's like, they're standing right there. Right. They can hear you. <laughs> you shouldn't say that. So, so then there's... I remember, before we leave this, though, yeah. Um. when I was playing Columbia, they're like, she's like, Well, you're very lucky that you came here. A lot of people would give their right arm to see the master's work or something mm. like that. Mm. And then she somebody says something about like, have you seen it? And she's like, Yeah, I've seen it. I don't remember. When we did it, we actually put on a giant scar around my right arm. Oh. So that it looked like my arm had been sewn, had been cut off, and sewn back on. I like that. So that was one thing where I was like, I'd seen it. I pulled off my leather jacket and showed this massive scar on my arm. Yeah,
0: I like that a lot because you get, uh, you get this hint. Of course, later on in the movie, that maybe Columbia was. Frank's first experiment? I think so. Or was she like an assistant that fell in love with him? Yeah,
1: because she's like, you know, I first, I think that it was like a regular person. Yeah. Because she's when she's saying, she's like, I was walking down the street just having a think when a snake of guy gave me an evil wink. He took me up. He took me by surprise. He had a pickup truck and a devil's eyes. He stared at me and I felt a thing. Time meant nothing ever would again. I think she's talking about Frank and
0: Right, because you also like get into the concept of time. Right. They are from a different dimension, right? So, yeah, there's some
1: there's a lot of history there. I just thought of something. What? What happened to Columbia at the end? Oh, she, she never mind. I caught it. <laughs> never mind. I don't. I was like, wait a minute. Like, she was really? over by the spotlight, and then she's just gone in my mind. I'm like, no, no. no she, okay. So now so, Frank unveils
0: his creation. It is it is this uh, big sort of uh, lean. Uh,
1: muscle man muscle
0: man yeah that's the best way you can describe it. he's like california beach bod and frank yes. is just so happy he thinks he's perfected him and then meatloaf the the artist known as meatloaf yes not actual meatloaf bursts out of the wall because he is frank's old experiment he's the old monster that is so, like come back to life
1: right so here's the or thing he too because later dead. on we refer <clears throat> to that no because he wasn't dead Okay, he's alive. You okay. see the scar across his forehead. Right. So we also, when Doctor Scott shows up, he says that Eddie is his nephew. Right. So Eddie is an Earthling. I think that what happened is, is that he got into a bad crowd, i.e., all the motorcycles that we right. see at the beginning, shooting mass, all that stuff. Right. So he gets in with a bad crowd. He comes here, and then Frankenfurter sees this as an opportunity to take his brain or half of his brain, because right. he split the brain up between him and other Rocky. So he leaves him with half a brain, right, and right. then Rocky gets the other half. Gets
0: the other half so of So he brain.
1: creates Rocky to make this, like, perfect Brainless, specimen. Perfect
0: specimen, right. But that
1: doesn't mean he didn't have his fun with Eddie.
0: Gotcha. So gotcha. I think
1: that's how that happens. I guess
0: I never caught off, like, splitting his brain between the two of them was like, okay, so Rocky only has half a brain? Yes. Okay. That's correct. So that makes sense why he, like, can't use words or whatever... I don't know. Uh, it's just a just random like ass thing. Frankenstein's monster, who can only yeah. make sounds. or Yeah. Something. Anyway, so we have uh, we have the big reveal. We have sort of Damocles. Uh, Soraki gets his big number. Eddie bursts through the wall, starts singing "Hot Patootie, mm-hmm. Gets Columbia. She's so excited to see him because she and Eddie were in love. Oh, we and, love that and song. And Frank murders him with a pickaxe. Uh, Tim Curry's just so fucking funny. Oh my
1: god! Like it, that's the thing is, is that in even this. in this, which is so intensely sexual and weird and crazy you still get like lucille ball level physical comedy yes like it's ridiculous it's so fucking funny it's like
0: these guys watched a bunch of old movies and tv shows to prefer these roles but tim curry's so fucking
1: good yeah exactly so we have the
0: reprise of i can make you a man we bridge right into the seduction scenes between Brad and Janet, where Frankenfurter invades their bedrooms and starts to uh, seduce both of them. Yes. And they both give themselves away to Frank. Yes. Yeah. I
1: remember that scene so clearly, and I remember... When we did that, because again, we had scaffolding for the second production I was in. We had like on either side and we did the backlit thing, just the same as they did in the movie. And the first first time I did it, when I was Janet, we just went out. We had a chaise lounge out in the middle oh. of the stage. Oh, okay. So I would sneak out and like climb into bed. <laughs> okay. And then I would be like, oh, I'm going to run away. And then Brad would sneak out and climb into bed. Like, in the that's... movie,
0: it's the same set, just yeah. just with a different backlight. Yeah. Like Janet's blue is red pink. and Brad's yeah. is blue. Yeah, right. exactly. So they, you, can, you can really see where they like cut corners to say, Money because I yeah. don't think the budget on this was very big.
1: I mean, I have to say, it was you know, 20th
0: Century Fox who distributed it, but this I don't is think like, they gave them a Even it
1: doesn't like the costumes, and oh my I god, I think the budget the was seven
0: million and... and it ended up making like 140 Holy eventually or god, something. Like that. but that's insane, anyway. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of money, right? <laughs> for this movie. So,
1: Frank Inverter seduces both of them, yes, and then oh, let's see here. Rifraf gets mad at at fucking Rocky. Well,
0: Riffraff just starts torturing Rocky. Right, like Igor is torturing Jealous Frankenstein's monster, of the monster and starts like prodding him with fire and shit like that. So we have this old Universal trope of like the monster is afraid of fire and yes. Rocky ends up escaping and like running around the grounds and the, and dogs, the dogs are, dogs chasing, are chasing, him chasing him and all that shit.
1: And then at that point, Janet gets all. She's like, We never should have come here. If only the car hadn't broken down. If only we were amongst friends or same persons. <laughs> she's so fucking dramatic yeah. and I love and she it. She jams it up. Yeah, Susan oh, Sarandon's, it's so Sarandon's so Sarandon's great. Really, it's so great. Yeah. So then she finds Rocky's hiding And she's like oh you poor baby
0: Yeah he's been like bitten and cut up by the dogs So
1: then that, but that's not before She's seen that Brad and uh, Frank, Frank have had are... sex
0: And Brad's like sitting on the bed smoking a cigarette Like wearing Frank's a light like,
1: blue kimono Yeah he's wearing, a,
0: he's wearing a fucking kimono For some reason <laughs> And Frank's just like laying back in bed Just totally satisfied oh and my god! Janet decides to give herself to Rocky Which too. I
1: love too Like that was one of my <clears throat> favorite things i remember when i first saw this the fact that magenta and columbia are like watching it on tv yeah yeah like a like a tv show the
0: the voyeurism in here yeah well
1: that but also too it's like they're painting nails and they're like oh having a girl's night just having a girl's night it was so funny and that came (laughs) back a couple different times which i really loved yeah yeah it's like it's just oh every day but
0: their their bedroom too is very childlike too like columbia's like like, mickey mouse ears yep and she's sleeping on like yeah
1: a doll's bed like it's weird it's like this
0: Double-sided Shay's Lounge, where like one's on one side and the other, and yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. So Janet has sex with Rocky. Frankenfur gets pissed off at Riffraff that Rocky has escaped. Uh, they end up finding that Doctor Scott randomly has come to the house, which why and so why why why
1: why did he why like I know because movie needs to happen. Yes, sure. It but... had
0: that it had that air of like an Ed Wood movie, like Plan Nine from Outer Space where random shit would just happen. Yeah. Like Edward was this this uh, he was a terrible writer director number 1, but he he was also he was a cross dresser as well. So I don't know if he was a transvestite or if he was because I want to be very clear, transvestites are men who dress as women but still like women.
1: Uh, Yes, so transvestite is just in regards to what you are dressing as. It doesn't necessarily uh, dictate your gender or your orientation. Right,
0: so we get the same thing with Frank. There's like this sort of androgynous uh, flavor to Frank, I think. Yes. Where you don't don't really know how he identifies.
1: I mean, I think He he
0: self-identifies as a... Transvestite.
1: Though. I would, he identifies a transvestite. I would guess that he's pansexual okay. if we're going to, if we're going to name names without having Frankenfurter tell us. Sure. If we're going to just gender without asking. But the movie also, or not gender, sorry.
0: The movie also opens with this sort of androgynous theme too. What? I think of the lips.
1: Oh, the lips? You have
0: Richard O'Brien's voice, but yep. you have Patricia Quinn's lips. They yes. are, they are feminine lips. Yes. You can, you can pretty tell. The the teeth and all that. You can tell it's a woman's mouth. And you can
1: tell it's a man's voice. But it's a man singing. And you can tell that.
0: And we get that right off the bat, which is something that I also think kind of sets the tone of, like, you don't Mm -hmm. know what to expect. Mm -hmm. But that is also the point of, like, just throw away your expectations because what the fuck is normal? Like, Mm -hmm. no one falls into a specific set of labels at any time, anywhere, ever. No. So who the fuck cares? Right. You know? But- anyway.
1: So any anyway, Dr. Scott shows up. Dr.
0: Scott has arrived and they they use this magnet to suck when him into the house. So
1: ridiculous. Oh and he my bursts God. through the wall like the Kool-Aid
0: man and they pull him down to I love
1: too that he went around Magenta and Columbia. They were still There's back a... in their chase lounge and he what? just circles around them and they're like, anyways.
0: Anyways. Back to the I magazine. <laughs> so Frank's like, oh, uh, wow, I didn't expect you here, Dr. Scott. Uh,
1: you knew, didn't you know what Brad and Janet were <laughs> up to? <laughs> you doing, sent yes. them ahead, didn't you, <laughs> to find out more Because about Dr. This. Scott
0: is like, he, he teaches these classes at a high school,
1: I guess? So he teaches science at a high school. Science at high school. Yes, he teaches <laughs> right. high school level science. <laughs> right. He also, when we did the production the second time, when I did it the second time, we leaned into heavy that he was german nazi well,
0: he's a nazi scientist we like leaned i feel like, into
1: that very heavy which i
0: appreciate because factually america took a ton of nazi scientists after we won the war We're mm-hmm. like uh you can come and work for us or right. we can execute you or something like that oh uh,
1: where's molly if molly you'll... was here she would tell me exactly <laughs> what the thing is because he's working on a trans like a
0: like a trans-dimensional, trans-dimensional transport trans- device trans-
1: or something like that something about yeah being able to. Produce Project, like molecules beam through time and space through time and space yeah. and it's something that they've been working on for quite some for time. quite some time and somehow S- Frankenfurter has managed to perfect it
0: and dr. Scott is also a part of the FBI yeah. and he's studying he's studying extraterrestrial activities yes, yes. So, Doctor Scott is actually Doctor von Scott, yes. and that's something they, yeah, like you said, leaning into his German background, which right I, I think is really funny.
1: every time we said von Scott, von uh, Scott, he would do Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> he would do,
0: yeah, he put. But his he arm would up. like
1: grab his <laughs> grab it with his other hand and put his yeah. hand down
0: because I got that in the movie where he's like trying to f- like cover up his German identity, yes, you know? even though it's he has like, this. Oh, yes. No. yes, yes the german accent yes, you know anyway. it's
1: super obvious
0: so we we discover that uh Frank discovers and Brad discovers that Janet has slept with Rocky so there's like this whole like uh broken trust thing between them they're they're sort of they're oh like together God. but they're not
1: the freaking i have to stop the dr scott Brad <laughs> Janet Rocky how does
0: it start it goes uh, dr Scott he says Janet
1: dr scott Janet Brad Rocky <laughs> They do that three times. Three times. comedy we comes in We did it three. like five times. did it, really? We just got angrier and angrier and faster and <laughs> faster. And, like, I'm over on the side. I'm like, God, God fucking let's go. <laughs> oh. That's
0: funny. So we go into. Uh, yeah, the-
1: oh, for that one, the callback is uh, Rocky Horror Roll Call.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So then we have the dinner scene where Magenta just bursts in and she's like, Master, dinner is prepared. And they all have. I uh, love
1: that he's like, well, we have to have dinner then. Like, and it's not like.
0: And like Tim Curry gets dressed for dinner and he's like sitting at the end of the, the, at the head of the table. They throw this big slab of meat in front of him. And he's like, what the fuck? You didn't need to do that. Right. And he gets this electric meat cutter and just starts cutting into it. (laughs) Bless you. Thank uh, you. Brad, or not, uh, Riff Raff and Magenta are pouring everybody's wine. But
1: really badly. Very like, badly. They're just sloppy it sloppy all over the place. Like, they clearly don't care. So
0: Dr. Scott wants to know what happened to Eddie. Tim Curry doesn't really want to talk about it. So <laughs> we start getting into the song. Not
1: before Eddie's we- Eddie's Teddy? Yeah, Eddie's Teddy. Okay. Not before we figure out that they're eating Eddie. Did
0: we? Yes, we discover that. Because Dr. Scott's like, I like to discuss Eddie. And Tim Curry's like, no, oh, that's a rather- Tender subject. Seconds, anyone? <laughs> and they're like, "Oh fuck, oh, we're, fuck. Eating, we're Eddie. eating
1: Eddie." I don't think I actually realized that that's what it was until like my fourth or fifth. Oh hearing. really? I, I got no, that I just assumed time. that everybody was like, "Oh, gross!" Like they didn't. And even when as they soon pulled back, as he said, back, tender. Oh, tender, tender subject. subject. Oh my anymore. god. <laughs> Also, too, I love that he's like, oh, we have to sing a happy birthday to, <coughs>
0: to Rocky. Rocky. Happy birthday he puts to on you. Happy birthday. Party hat? He puts on a little party hat, and he, he doesn't even sing the whole chorus of happy birthday. No, because like, he gets mad
1: that Janet starts to sing, and he's like, shut up. like
0: <laughs> Shut up, bitch.
1: That's mine. Bitch, so step
0: off. After Eddie's Teddy, we get a little back history on who Eddie was, but then uh, Frankenfurter reveals that, ha-ha, his corpse was underneath the table all the time, and I'm fucked up, and then- uh, Which-
1: also, that corpse was so ridiculous. It was awful, but also it's like... It's hilarious. It's a testimony
0: to B movies. Like, I loved You can tell it. that it's made out of rubber. Yeah. You know, it's like the it's hand really was about bad. five
1: times bigger than exactly. it should have been, <laughs> which was so great. So
0: Frank starts chasing Janet around the house because he's just pissed at her for stealing Rocky from him, and
1: right. So she's like, "You bet." He's like, "You better wise, you better up, wise up, Janet. Janet wise, wise. wise and this whole thing." I have to say, so he does this thing where everybody gets frozen stuck.
0: Right. Transducer.
1: And uh, the transducer into Medusa's. Yes. So they're turned into stone, right. just like Medusa. Right. I need to and I don't think I will ever understand this <laughs> where uh, where he says don't get hot and flustered. Use a bit of mustard. It's hard to rhyme, flustered. Then Brad says, You're a hot dog, but you better not try to hurt her, Frankfurter.
0: I think it's a play on Frankfurter as a wiener, as a hot dog. And the mustard. mustard. It's just it's the like most, a pun on a pun on a pun. It's I the think.
1: most random <laughs> set of lyrics I think I've ever heard in my entire life, and I am here for I it. I really am. I don't.
0: So, it's somehow where it's. Because they they sing it with such conviction. With such conviction. That this makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's like, of course. Right. Absolutely. You're a hot dog. Yeah. So Frank is now he he's essentially turned everyone to stone, including Columbia, who has a really great monologue about yeah, right about, beforehand. I've loved you, but you use people, you discard them, and you use now what? Up and you spit you know. them
1: out, and you know she when when I was Columbia, it was really heartfelt and really. I mean, I think she Columbia does it beautifully. Yeah, in this. Like, a really good job. It's a very heartfelt moment. Yeah. But what he did is he would like shoot us with a gun, quote unquote. And then we would just kind of lose control of our bodies and we would dance our way off. But for me, I it was like I got really high all of a sudden. Hmm. And so then I started being like, whoa, this is a really good trip, man. And then I was like, what's that? What? And then I dove my head down into my crotch and I said, my vagina is talking to me. And then I dove my head into my crotch and usually people would start laughing and I would pull my head back up and I say, no, you have to be quiet. He has very small lips. <laughs> I would dive my head back down. And then I brought my head back up and my excuse to leave was we have to go to the bathroom. My <laughs> vagina told me that we had to go to the bathroom. Love that. that. was my exit. That's
0: hilarious. Uh, Frank is now, he's like, was it a good idea to split their brains between the two of them?
1: And that's, yeah, Magenta and Magenta, Riff Raff, 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 are Raff, like, Raff are like, can we fucking go home, like, please? Like, what are we
0: still doing here? Can we get off this planet?
1: Which this is when we find out, oh, they're brother and sister.
0: Right. They're uh, Riff Raff and Magenta are brother and sister. They've had sort of this weird sort of tryst going on. They're very connected through the whole movie
1: okay here's a question for you do you think they're twins i don't think so i always thought they were twins they
0: had different color hair
1: they did but i thought of like fraternal twins maybe like fraternal twins and then like that goes into a whole other thing but then again here's the thing too at first i was like all right I can't buy into stepbrothers and clueless but I'll buy into actual brothers and sisters <laughs> from transsexual Transylvania yeah clueless makes me feel
0: uncomfortable they're
1: from a different planet it's fine who there who to judge
0: someone else's culture I'm know? not gonna
1: judge an alien on their sexual they're tra- they
0: trans dimensional beings and what happens in another dimension is none of my it's business it's none of my it's business really not.
1: if you are from earth and you're banging your stepbrother I'm gonna judge you a bit <laughs> at any rate so they're like uh, can we go home and he's like well after the floor show after the floor show and you'll find that you'll be greatly rewarded and they're like yeah yeah bullshit
0: which brings me to a question of like what was frank's mission to create the perfect (sighs) the perfect monster or the perfect man there was something there
1: was something mentioned about it because it's like it it seems like riffraff says We've been here for longer than what we were supposed to. Right. We originally came to like do experiments and then leave. Uh, and then uh, Dr. Scott says something, the universe or the earth has to be protected. You saw what happened to Eddie. So to me, it seems like he was originally sent to do experiments, maybe grab a couple of earthlings and like peace out. Sure. And he got caught up in it and decided got to it. make himself into this amazing crazy being.
0: Okay. Like, sort of a God complex, exactly. but also, like, getting lost in, like, the sexual um, liberation of it all, maybe. Yeah, like, Like, he, sins of the flesh, all that kind of stuff yes. he talks about in Don't Dream It, Be It. Exactly.
1: Kind of I think it was like that. Okay,
0: so then we move into the floor show, like, the finale of the movie, which... Which
1: is bonkers. Which is great. It's
0: staged and it's shot like you're in a theater, like you're in a theater watching it, essentially. Yep. And Tim Curry, through pretty much all of his... First song of Don't Dream It, Be It delivers it all to the camera.
1: It's interesting. I didn't realize that until you just said that. Huh. Even though he does. And so much of it is done straight to the camera, but it didn't feel uncomfortable.
0: But we also get, like, an audience perspective for the other solos, too. Like, it's shot from, like, a down angle, looking up at them as if you're looking up at a stage. Right. Right. Which, again, you get a lot of, like, sort of theatrical carryovers from the Rocky Horror Show making it into the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This is still the Rocky Horror Show. It's just on film. Yes. And I think that's what they tried to do for the most part. Yeah. Don't Dream It, Be It. They're having sort of this big orgy in the pool. Well, let's not
1: forget the, uh... Oh, no, that is Don't Dream It, Be It. Yep. Yeah
0: so they're having this orgy in the pool and we go into wild and an untamed thing. They start celebrating their sexual liberation. Oh my God. And that's when Riff Raff and magenta burst in, in their spacesuits. They have totally different hairdos. Yep. Riff Raff has a, a ray that can shoot antimatter essentially. Yes. And to... disintegrate things or kill yeah, them. but,
1: it, but it doesn't actually, it's 1975.
0: You they can't don't disintegrate anybody. That's not a thing. Right. Unless you're going to like pause the film and like erase somebody <laughs> from the actual film negative. I don't know. I don't know how you would do that on 35 millimeter, but right. Riff Raff says your experiment has failed. Your lifestyle is too extreme. I'm in charge now. You're our prisoner. You're coming back to Transylvania with us. We're about to try the, prepare the transit beam to beam the castle back, back home right Before Tim Curry says, I can explain why I've been behaving this way, here's who I am. Which to me is the best song of the whole show, which is I'm going home.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought of the callback. Right before he goes, Wait, I can explain. He goes, Wait. And you go, Can someone explain the plot of this movie? And he goes, <laughs> he I, says, I can explain. I can explain? <laughs>
0: And one thing we never get is like a Tim Curry laugh in this movie, which is kind of disappointing.
1: Oh, no, we don't. We really
0: don't. We get we like don't. a bunch of giggles. We and do. Like, and like a little... some shrieks
1: and stuff. Yeah. But yeah I yeah. don't know about
0: a full on like, like Tim Curry goof I don't know if it was a thing yet. But anyway, so he has this beautiful solo and Riff Raff says, no, you're actually not coming with us. I meant yeah. just me and Magenta are going to go back. You are going to stay here. But before we leave, we're going to kill you. Right. They end up doing just that. They kill Frank. Rocky uh, picks up his corpse and climbs the RKO Tower like King Kong. Yep. They end up killing Rocky.
1: They kill Columbia. They kill
0: Columbia. They, yeah. They, like, kind of start wiping everybody out because right. they're evil aliens. Right. And that's another trope we get into. About. And
1: then uh, he tells, uh Riff Raff tells Dr. Scott, Janet, and Brad, like, Hey, you should probably leave because we're going to beam this house back up into space. I don't want to skip
0: over Riff, Riff Raff's little reveal of like... His
1: little riffraff.
0: Yeah, his little riffy raffy about <laughs> Magenta's like, Why did you kill them? I thought you liked them. They liked you. Right. And then he's like, He didn't like me! He never liked me! Yep. Like... And we see Frank just constantly abusing Riff yeah. Raff. Like, he's hitting him with a whip. And yep. so Riff Raff just finally turns on him. And he's like, I've had enough, yeah. maybe. So I feel like that's a very important moment where Riffraff's Raff's like, fuck you, I've had enough. Yeah, and die. also,
1: too, why did Magenta think that, that he liked him? Right. Like, you, you it's not like you were you missed any of that stuff. You were there when he's getting like whipped with Jane. Right. Like it's not like he's like oh, I'm not
0: quite sure where the line came from. Same same thing in which, like, maybe plot has to happen, but I never understood Janet's very quick turn. And maybe Brad's as well, like when they're being seduced by Frankenfurter, why all of a sudden they're like, Oh, no, this is wrong. I don't want to do this. I'm saying right. myself for this other person. I mean, when, then all of a sudden they're like, don't tell the other person.
1: Right. Again, when I. <laughs> it happens when, really fast. I think that the movie makes it happen faster. When I've done it in both times, there's a lot more flirtation that okay. happens between all three of them so that it builds. And instead you see of a little bit of that turn. in the movie.
0: Yeah, you see a little bit of it, but it's. It is it's, a little bit
1: of a flip switch. It's
0: really jarring. Yeah. Um, cause I'm like, why? Like, why would they do that? Or because their arc is to like lose their innocence or whatever Yeah. to also find their sexual liberation. Yes. And I think that's which, another theme.
1: And then we, <sighs> I don't understand why. I don't know why they did it either. I don't understand why they just cut the song superheroes, which is one of my favorite songs. When I rented it as a kid,
0: superheroes was in there. Yeah. I've so, seen it with superheroes in there. And like this version, I don't know why they would cut superheroes from the movie.
1: I it's really either. jarring because it
0: it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is. Because Brad sings. Uh, we we can sing right now. Okay. I've done a lot. God knows I've tried to find the truth. I've even lied. And all I know is down inside I'm bleeding.
1: bleeding. Superheroes Come to feast To taste the flesh Not yet deceased And all I know Is still the beast Is feeding
0: and then it, that's it and that's it they're really beautiful lyrics
1: they are and i don't know if there's something offensive about it if there's something, i don't
0: know it, based on everything we've just watched why like and why I, cut that because and i feel it,
1: like those are important lyrics
0: it shows you where brad and janet are at the end like they've they've kind of lost themselves they, they don't have. know they don't know who they are now, no and there's no
1: resolution it's for a tragedy them. yeah you
0: know um but we go straight into the castle taking off and they're mm-hmm. all like in the rubble and crawling around and trying to find each other. But we still get Charles Gray's narration of, right. and crawling on the planet's face. Some tiny insects called the human race lost in time. Wait, lost in uh, space.
1: uh, lost in time. What's the, what's a really good space TV show lost, lost in, in space, space.
0: <laughs> and meaning. It's it's a really sort of uh uh like heavy hitting, it is dramatic ending where it kind of leaves you thinking of like, huh, what is my existence?
1: It is like I can imagine people getting high as fuck yeah, yeah and then finishing this movie and be like, what? What do you is? think is like the
0: arcing theme of this movie?
1: I that's the thing I don't know. I think that the big thing, if we're looking at it from start to finish, it is about either the loss of innocence or losing yourself in uh, it, basically too much of a good thing.
0: I think it's both. I think, I think it's, a I think bit it's both. both of those things at the same time. I think Richard O'Brien, a big reason why he he wrote this musical is, is about exhibitionism itself. And okay. how we all have that in us somewhere. And maybe we as actors... Have that more accessible. We we are more willing to play or yeah. to explore yeah. those facets of ourselves because again, no one falls under a very specific set of labels. No, because it's, it's of, not black and white. No, it's, gray. it's very gray. It's nuanced. It's layered. It's complicated. As with life, so are people, and I think. Again, the time that it was written, we're moving into this very glam rock mixed a little bit with punk. Right. Uh, it's it's a it's a really interesting era as far as like the like the music of the world, especially. Mm-hmm. But I the only thing I can think of is David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust. You know, oh, as a sure. big sort of uh uh influence? inspiration yeah. and influence for Richard O'Brien, and so we have sort of this. Uh, A big exhibition of of sexuality, of being who you are like we're free we're finally free and we also get that with Nixon resigning at the top of the movie, we're like oh my god are the dark days over, you know like here we are where do we go from here? I
1: think about Dr. Scott when he's the only one that has not jumped into the pool. Yeah. The pool of God and the human touching. Yes. Uh, uh, Adam. Adam. Yes. Adam. Um, Adam. But uh, he's like, uh, I've got to hold on and try to be strong. Otherwise, I'll get lost in the thrill. And I think that that speaks very much to every single character. Like, Frankenfurter has gotten far lost in the yes, thrill. like he's... Eddie's gotten lost in the thrill. Yeah. Brad and Janet has gotten lost in it. I think it could also be a commentary not only on like exhibitionism and freedom of expression and stuff like that, but also to like, uh, let's check ourselves. Indulgence. You know? yeah. Indulgence, right. There's a difference between expression and indulgence. Indulging in it. And to where it could be
0: harmful to yourself or to others. Exactly. Yeah. And I
1: think that that's what we lean into. I think that it's very important to be yourself. I think it's incredibly important to express yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that is perfectly fine, so long as you are not hurting yourselves or others. Yeah, and that's what this has come to, is that it's something that's so fantastical at the beginning, and then we start to peel away the layers, and yeah. holy fuck, holy what fuck. is what? this? Yeah,
0: yeah, we really get into it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, should we hop into some trivia?
1: Oh man, let's hop into some trivia. Let's this cue the movie. That, fuck. Oh,
0: man, let's cue that trivia music. 40 day interviews the role uh, in the play because she loved the opening song Science Fiction Double Feature. She was upset that she didn't get to sing it in the movie but agreed to lip sync the words as the pair of red lips in the beginning with vocals by Richard O'Brien oh. because the Usher
1: The Usher sing it sings in the it, but show. she also
0: doubles as Magenta, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, theatrical mu- movie debut of Tim Curry. This was his first... No, his first fucking movie. Are you serious? I didn't know that.
1: I didn't know that either. He'd only done plays.
0: <gasps> and this was his first movie. Wow. Wow! Muppet
1: uh, Treasure Island, here we come. In
0: an interview with uh, Terry Gross on her audio program, Fresh Air, Tim I Curry said that he got to meet Prince Charles and Princess Diana. This is my trivia. Because she loved Curry in this movie. She requested the meeting while he was in a production of Love for Love that they attended. Curry recalled that he was placed at the end of the receiving line, and while Prince Charles only vaguely recognized Curry from seeing him on television, Princess Diana told Curry with a wicked smile that Rocky Horror had quite completed my education. Oh! Yes.
1: And the my. reason and the reason
0: Tim Curry speaks the way he does in this movie is because he made the artistic choice of having Frankenfurter speak like Queen Elizabeth.
1: Oh. My. My. God. Hence
0: the pearls as well.
1: The pearls and stones. Hospitality. You know, <laughs> like oh, I'm so happy. To show you around, maybe. Play your sound. You <laughs> must be awfully proud of
0: him, Janet. Yes, yes. <laughs> which so I
1: surprised. love. It's just
0: such a it's just such a great choice. Uh, filming took place from October through December in Brain, which is near Windsor. Barry oh Bostwick claims he was always wet during filming because the castle had a leak. Uh, there oh. was one warm room filled with space heaters where cast members took turns warming up until the room caught fire. which uh, is, uh, is a bad thing. That is. Uh, Richard O'Brien created the Rocky Horror Show from his love of classic science fiction and yes. horror movies. The yes. play premiered at the Royal Court, Court Theatre upstairs in London on June 19th, 1973. Starring uh, Tim Curry as well as uh, Richard O'Brien, Patricia, uh, Patricia Quinn and uh, Nell Campbell were uh, I were cannot
1: children. imagine doing, like, reading this script and being mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, I'll do this. Yeah, sure. Like, what the fuck? It was
0: also a really interesting sort of experimental time and I think it, the where it premiered was the theater upstairs in London, so I think it was a 50-seater house. Right. That premiered too. you just
1: you kind of. But the houses constantly it
0: got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Up to a Broadway house of a thousand seats. Yes. Which is.
1: Oh incredible. my God! They did a Broadway revival of this that apparently was just bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. Oh, I wish I could have
0: seen that. Uh, when Barry Bostwick pounds his fist on the table during the dinner scene, he accidentally pounded on the hand of, of Susan Sarandon. <gasps> the reaction from Sarandon is prominent and real. She got her revenge by accidentally stepping on Boswick's foot with her spike heel during the floor show scene. His reaction is also visible, (laughs) which I have to go back and watch now. I know. I didn't know that. Dr. Everett Scott crashes through the wall of his entrance because the set builders forgot to put an extra door in the lab set. So they're like, okay, I guess he has to come through the wall. Oh,
1: I see. They were like, (laughs) okay, well, I guess.
0: Uh, the creators actually asked Susan Sarandon to appear nude during Touch, a Touch, a Touch Me, but she refused. Huh? I don't think you need her naked. No, you don't. Really I
1: also noticed, too, that she did not show her nips in the floor show, whereas Columbia did?
0: Yes. Columbia did a few that. times, yeah. yeah. Steve Martin actually auditioned for the role. For oh, Naves. my
1: God. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that, that he would have been great, but you can't replace yeah. the original.
0: The set had no heat and no bathrooms when Susan Sarandon told the studio heads, they told her she was complaining too much. She caught pneumonia after filming the pool scene. According to Richard O'Brien, she was shaking with fever and should not have and should have been under medical supervision, but she refused to stop working because she's a pro. Tim Curry, Richard O'Brien, uh. Patricia Quinn, and Nell Campbell reprised the same roles they had in the original stage production. Curry and O'Brien also played the same roles. On Broadway. But Tim Curry was very reluctant to talk about this movie for years due to some bad memories about overzealous fans. He told VH1 that he grew chubby and plain to try and escape the role of Frank.
1: Really? These
0: days, he's more open to talk about his past movies and even sees it as a rite of passage for a lot of teenagers.
1: Aww. I mean, it's true. It's true. It's true. There are a lot of teenagers that see this and go like, what? Oh
0: my God, yeah. Even if we don't totally understand it, I feel like so, it's a big Pandora's box to unpack. I
1: have two questions for you. Yes. Well, three, actually. Okay. One, uh, if you could play any role, which would you play?
0: Frankenfurter would be my first choice.
1: I think you'd be a great Frankenfurter.
0: I think, I'd, I'd like to play Brad, I just think it's maybe not as... Fun?
1: Uh, I think it can be fun, but sure. I think that Frankenfurter is more fun. I agree. And I then, agree. what's a, your favorite song?
0: My favorite song is "I'm Going Home." That's such. It's a good just song. such a beautiful ballad. It is it's gorgeous.
1: And then, would you recommend this movie?
0: Fuck yeah, I'd recommend this movie. <laughs> this movie is. It had such a profound effect to me and on me as a kid, and every every time I watch it, I I'm just so happy and taken away. And just blown away by how larger than life Tim Curry is and how everyone just fills their roles so wonderfully. It really is this ham-fisted homage to uh, these old horror B movies that I also watched grown up as a kid. And mm-hmm. we watch in Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's also a musical and it's also about exhibitionism and being who you are and uh, the 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 freedom that can be found in embracing who you are mm-hmm. and um, enjoying the sexual nature of who you are, um, but it's also you know the the message of don't dream it be it
1: mm-hmm.
0: be be whatever you are called to be yeah is is always a big takeaway I have from this no matter who you are what name you call God who you love doesn't fucking matter just be it mm-hmm. even though maybe some people might not feel safe enough to do that based on their environment the country they live in <laughs> um, but no like I I always I'm always just taken away by this movie mm-hmm. it's so it's so great I wish superheroes was left in at the end very disappointing but um, yes if you love musicals if you love just having fun some escapism um, and incredible performances yeah. watch this movie yeah yeah what about you
1: uh well since I played Janet and I, I mean, played Columbia right. Um, I'm not going to lie I think that there is a lot involved for the shadow cast which is the the people that make up like the background they also there's a that is a very busy track to be with the shadow cast like major props Um, but I also again I can't help but want to be magenta Mm -hmm. like that's something Mm -hmm. that I've already done the other two that would complete the trifecta and I would be all powerful Um, (laughs) then uh, for my favorite song I don't know I feel like superheroes is really great I remember always singing that very loud As a kid. Um, And uh, yeah, I also love Damn It, Janet, though, because it's so ridiculous. And Skip I totally long. would recommend this movie. I try to be aware of like trigger warnings now, and I will say, you know, again, there's there's some blood and there's some violence yeah. involved, yeah. and there's some abuse involved. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think besides that, yeah, I would totally recommend it. Maybe it's not all to pretty, an eleven year old.
0: Pretty tame. Literally I wouldn't. Tame. I wouldn't say an eleven year old should watch it. It's like if you're fifteen, 15, sixteen.
1: Yeah. Good yeah, for sure. Yeah. But and yeah, beyond <coughs> anything before that, I think is a little young. Yeah. Um. No. And two, like if you. Also, to, like, be a caveat, though, it's a weird fucking movie. It is weird. Like, just know that. Just know that it's going to be an experience. And I think that's important. I feel like people who
0: saw it, because, again, it did not do well in its theatrical release. No. Until it found Midnight Showings. Right. Um, I believe they started in New York and just drifted across the country. That would make a lot of sense. So, yeah, New York started the Midnight Showings, which is how this movie found its second coming, really. Yeah. Like, it it has it resurrected it from the dead and yes. now this movie still has midnight nice showings if movie <clears throat> if movie theaters still exist that is um so <laughs> this movie's 45 years old i know which is insane yeah and for it to ha- the the kind of staying power that this movie has is so admirable it and means
1: so cool. a lot to a lot of
0: people a lot of people and <laughs> i
1: think this is one of those this is one of those movies that is what i call the um the bullseye where it's something where Richard had his own idea of what the movie meant to him. Yeah. However, I think it's like it's a lot easier to have people shoot arrows at the side of a barn and then draw bullseyes around them versus trying to have someone shoot a bullseye. Yes. You know that's already been painted on.
0: And people dress up for these midnight showings. They oh, they yeah. come in full costume oh. that they've made themselves. Oh. Like you see the exhibitionism in these people we who had are coming our to show the yeah. Instagram page. Holy shit. Like and, and it, it brings me so much joy people finding, you know, some some community, some identity. Um, a, a place where they feel loved and supported and surrounded by like-minded people to where they can be who they are and not be afraid mm-hmm. of being that mm-hmm. because this is who they are. This is how they were made.
1: You yeah. Know? It's like it reminds me too of queen where it's like we don't belong to anyone and yeah. because of that, we belong to everybody. I love that. Because because we all belong to each other. Yeah. And it's the same thing for this, I think. Like mm-hmm. the culture and the community that's built around this, like you see people that are in Rocky Horror communities take care of each other when yeah. they're sick, when oh they're my God. ill. yeah like that's what patricia
0: quinn and Nell campbell did for tim curry right when he had his stroke and
1: so i think that that speaks to you know yes that there is definitely a darker side of this movie but i don't think that it overcasts the importance which is be yourself and take care of one another because we're all weird in our own individual strange ways yeah like that's okay and that's okay (laughs) that's okay so i would absolutely recommend this movie
0: i also forgot about our unique connection to the original brad major's Yes, to Michael Fontaine, who is a casting director now, who we had the opportunity to audition for multiple, multiple times. Multiple times when we lived in Portland. Super cool guy. Very
1: sweet. We man. got to talk
0: about the show with him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So shout out to Michael Fontaine if you're listening. Woo. Oh my gosh. Yeah, of, well.
1: course of course, Michael Fontaine he is, is listening.
0: He lives for our podcast. And of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> oh my God. So right. we have one more episode, I think, I and think then so. this season is in the bag. More importantly, Tuesday is Super Tuesday. It's election day. If you haven't, if, if if you haven't had a plan or made a plan to vote, please make a plan to vote. Take whoever you can to vote with you who has not voted.
1: Remember to take a selfie and tag us in it on Instagram so that you can be entered to win some merch.
0: Yes, please. Uh, again, we can't tell you to vote for. Just vote on Tuesday, please. It's it's massively important. It truly is. So truly please is. do that, and we will have our episode of Burlesque.
1: It's coming. It's coming, man. We got we got to get this
0: audio, but I'm so excited for you guys to hear this. It's it's going to be a party for sure. Yes. And in the meantime, check out Thicket and Thistle's podcast. They have so many great episodes specifically around movie musicals. They just
1: recently did Buffy the Vampire They did, Slayer. yeah.
0: Buffy is their most recent one, but yeah. Megan's listened to a ton of different episodes. You have too. It's so great listening to these guys. They're dear friends, and they're incredibly talented mm-hmm. and gracious and smart as well. So Yes. Um, Yeah, check out Thicket and Thistle. In the meantime, we will see you guys soon for our season finale episode where we watch (laughs) Bertlesque.
1: I'm so excited.
0: Wagon, wheel, what to see.
1: Bye. Bye!